0: This is True News, the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth. So help us God. I'm Rick Wiles. Vladimir Putin today signed a presidential decree that officially recognized four regions of eastern Ukraine as Russian territory. During his speech to the Russian people, he called America satanic. Meanwhile, Newsweek reported that the U.S. Department of Defense war planners are developing contingency plans to strike the Kremlin with missiles, to assassinate Mr. Putin inside. Doc Burkhardt and I will start with the Newsweek article. Uh, Doc, when I first read this today, I was it's like, uh, this, "This is getting uh, this is getting worse by the hour." Um, so. Uh, the article said uh, Biden thinks non-nuclear threats will stop Putin his military doesn't most of the article uh, by Newsweek is about the debate inside the Biden administration about how how the United States will attack Russia. Right. I mean we're at the place now where they publish it in Newsweek. We're week. now yes, we're, they're now talking, you know, Uh, Anonymous sources are telling Newsweek how the Pentagon is going to attack Russia. It's not would they ever do it. It's how they're going to do it. And there's a debate going on inside the Biden administration, according to Newsweek, that Mr. Biden and his advisors want to use non-nuclear conventional weapons to attack Russia. And um, others... And the Pentagon uh, believe that nuclear weapons have to be used. Right. That's the that's the basis of the article. What I want to focus on is like two paragraphs far down inside that Newsweek article yes. that mentions, oh, by the way, there are contingency plans to blow up the Kremlin and yes. kill Putin inside. And they use the word decapitate. Decapitate. Yeah. Decapitate. To decapitate Putin. Cut his head off. Do you remember who said decapitate Putin? Lindsey Graham. Go back to the beginning of the war. Lindsey Graham said on Sean Hannity
1: that the U.S. needed, the CIA needed to decapitate Putin. Well, I know Mr. Putin has made the same sort of remark about his enemies, too. That will have to take care of the head of the snake. No, No, he didn't say it. Was, was that Lavrov that said? No,
0: no, no, no. That was uh, that was what I heard in my spirit. I mean, I've never, I've never read Putin saying decapitate. Oh, okay, I yeah. thought he did. No.
1: So, um, so let's, let's But take, it's interesting that the U.S. is saying
0: they're that, using though. the word decapitation. But I, you know, we did talk the other day about what I told you. Stanislav Lunov, told me in 1998, the Russian spy, that w- before the war starts. actually, when the war starts, uh, Spesnaz commandos inside the U.S. would decapitate the U.S. government, the leaders of the U.S. government. That that was the word he used, decapitate. He said they will kill all of the major government leaders in the United States. So let's take a look at this, these key quotes
1: uh, inside the Newsweek article. So details about what decisively means have not been publicly revealed, referring to what decision they, they're going to make in response to Russia. The military sources tell Newsweek that there are subtle moves being made with regard to nuclear threats, including moving submarines and aircraft and drilling B-52 bombers. But they stress that non-nuclear military options, the use of conventional weapons and special operations, as well as cyber and space attack, are front and center to include a decapitation strike. To kill Putin in the heart of the Kremlin. Okay, let's just stop right here. We really need to take this
0: line by line. Military sources telling Newsweek. Moves being made inside the Pentagon. Including the moving of U.S. submarines and aircraft. War drills using B-52 bombers. But they stress that non-nuclear military options. The use of conventional weapons and special operations, as well as cyber and space attacks. Right. What's a space attack? Uh, Taking out satellites or, or directed energy weapons. Directed energy, laser weapons are front and center. They're up at the front of the plans. A space attack on Russia is at the front and center of the Pentagon's plans, including... A plan to decapitate Putin inside the Kremlin. Driving a missile or some type of directed energy weapon to blow up the Kremlin.
1: Doc, this is... When I read this today, I was like, this, this nightmare is getting worse by the day. Right, and this is all in response to them saying, well, we're not going to use a nuclear strike against him. We have lots of options on the table. But we're going to blow up the Kremlin and, and cut his head off. Right. Now, since the uh, Ukraine war began back in February, the number one priority of U.S. intelligence has been to closely monitor Russian preparations for any use of nuclear weapons. At the highest level, the national security team has been contemplating what it would do if Putin escalated. We've been topping different scenarios for months now, says the strategic command planner. The various Russian scenarios range from a nuclear attack in Western Europe, so they're con- contemplating that, Rick, to the Russians detonating a high-altitude nuclear blast to create an EMP that could lead to the complete collapse of the electric grid. Okay, let's just stay right there.
0: <laughs> so, a these unnamed strategic uh, command planner at the Pentagon told Newsweek that the, that the Pentagon is... Is wargaming? Yes, how to respond to a Russian nuclear
1: attack or possibly an EMP attack on the United States? Yes. And so they have not taken the, a possible nuclear attack on like Brussels or London or uh, you know or, or any uh, those key strategic planning centers that they've talked about in the past, nor have they taken off the table you know, and we've talked about EMPs for years. Now we're closer to an EMP than we've ever been. And
0: when an EMP will will put the United States in the dark ages, you will go back centuries. Nothing will work. And nothing will work. Not only will nothing work, I was talking about appliances, Mm -hmm. devices, electronics, cars, computers, anything with microchips in it. Uh, they'll be fried. Not only will those devices be
1: inoperable,
0: there's nothing to repair them with.
1: Yes. Because everything gets fried. Everything gets re- fried, even the replacement parts. And who who would have the replacement parts? China. China. Yes. And so, oh, they'll
0: bring them over with a, a PLA troop carrier. Right. So uh, they'll, bring, they'll bring the repairs when it's time to occupy the United States. Because what uh, the former CIA director told me uh, some years ago was uh, um, that within one year, uh, 90% of the American people would be dead. After such an EMP attack. After an EMP. Not killed by the EMP attack. Because the EMP blast does not hurt people. Right. He said... 90% of the population will be dead from civil unrest, rioting, starvation, lack of medical care, a complete breakdown of society. That's when the Chinese will show up. They'll come in to bury the corpses. Right. And and occupy the land. This is a real possibility. And, and now we're seeing for the first time in print that the Pentagon is seriously considering the possibility that the U.S. is going to be hit with an EMP
1: weapon. And that idea of an EMP weapon is kind of throwing strategists off here because it says in that article, the latter scenario particularly uh, concerns nuclear planners, the STRATCOM planner says, because such an attack, an EMP attack, while crossing the nuclear threshold would not be a physical attack on land and thus might not be equated with a traditional nuclear attack. That would complicate the calculation of whether or not the U.S. response should automatically be nuclear at that point. Um, now, it goes on to say in that Newsweek article, it says, You know, not all nuclear wars would be catastrophic, which I found to be one of the most frightening statements in that article. Some, perhaps involving EMP attacks using only a few high-altitude detonations or demonstration strikes of various kinds, could result in few casualties. Uh, James Scores has written. Scores is a senior scholar at the government-funded John Hopkins University Applied Physics Lab and the former chief scientist in the Defense Threat Reduction Agency's Advanced Systems and Concepts Office. He says that not enough work has been done on EMP to understand the effects of such a strike or the role EMP might play in deterrent strategy. Even if it's a limited EMP in a certain geographic area, let's say, You know, a 500-mile radius around Washington, D.C., New York City, that area. would cause such a disruption in the U.S. that the rest of the country would be fresh pickings for an enemy. But, Doc, if you're going to do an EMP attack, you're not going to regionalize it. I understand. And so, yeah, you're going to knock out the whole system. Yes. So it would take
0: about three nuclear detonations above... The Earth, one from the West Coast, one from the East Coast, one from the Gulf. Right. And America and Canada out of commission for a long, long time. And, uh, you know, when I when I read uh, when I read somebody saying um, not not all nuclear wars are catastrophic or, you know, we could have a regionalized, localized EMP. I don't know where this guy is.
1: He's been in the lab too long.
0: Yeah. No, it's, it'll be Mad Max world. It, it'll, it'll be the worst nightmare you can imagine. Just think what the next day looks like. These people think that they're going to be watching Netflix movies the next day. Where's the reality? They, they're acting like they're going to go shopping.
1: Right. After Amazon's Amazon, going to be delivering. Yeah, packages.
0: Amazon's going to be bringing their stuff to them. It's, it's a delusional mind that's thinking like this well um, the next one this is from a Navasti in in Russia um, Russian embassy responds to threats to strike the Kremlin obviously so the, the Russian government uh, read Newsweek today yes and said uh, to uh, to Washington uh, we'd like an explanation what does this mean you're going to strike the Kremlin and
1: decapitate the president of Russia. I mean, it'd be the same thing. Flip the script once again if they if Russia had said the same thing, or you had read and toss, hey, we're going to decapitate Joe Biden right in Washington D.C. Mm-hmm. I mean, that'd be equivalent, right? You better yeah. believe it. So the embassy in Washington commented on the information that appeared in the media about plans allegedly being developed in the U.S. to strike at the Russian military political leadership, expressing the hope. That this was someone's nonsense in confirming their readiness to defend the country's sovereignty. Diplomats drew attention to an article in Newsweek, the one we were just referring to, which, citing anonymous representatives of the Pentagon, reported on a possible U.S. reaction to the hypothetical use of nuclear weapons by Russia. Among the crazy options being considered is a so-called decapitation blow at the heart of the Kremlin. Now, the diplomatic mission urged the Pentagon not to doubt Russia's determination to defend state sovereignty territorial integrity and people by all available means therefore this is what they're saying from the uh, Russian embassy a risky thought experiment by U.S. military planners could end up costing the U.S. dearly any military clash between nuclear powers will inevitably lead to catastrophic consequences the diplomats warned so they, they reiterated
0: Russia's determination to defend Russian territory by
1: all means. Yes. And that Russian territory now includes eastern Ukraine. Yes. And all means. Means
0: all. All, (laughs) including nuclear and biological, chemical, every weapon in the Russian arsenal. That's what they're telling us they're, they're prepared to use if the U.S. and NATO make any type of moves against them. Um, you know, and that, that this week article actually implies, Doc, not only are they talking about hitting the Kremlin building, the Kremlin and Putin's, you know, residence, killing him in his sleep or sitting at his desk, that implies a decapitation of the senior Russian government leaders. You have to. You'd have to assume that. You know, Lavrov. Medvedev, all of them. That's what it's implied, that they're going to take out all of them at one time.
1: Um, Again, it's madness. (laughs) It's madness to think that they can win, that anyone can win in a scenario like this. Um, Lindsey Graham had something to say about all this going on. There's uh, Senator Graham there on the screen. This is uh, from the New York Post. Russian nuke attack on Ukraine would be an attack on NATO. If Russia used nuclear weapons to try and salvage its faltering invasion of Ukraine, as recently threatened by warring leader Vladimir Putin, it would amount to an attack on NATO itself. Senator Lindsey Graham said Thursday, South Carolina Republican told reporters that the U.S. and its Western allies would have to devise an overwhelming response that would be catastrophic to Russia should that doomsday scenario play out. He said, from my point of view... The use of nuclear weapon by Russia in Ukraine would be an attack on NATO itself. Now, listen to that. A nuclear weapon attack in Ukraine would be an attack on NATO itself. He said, the radiation would not be confined to Ukraine. You would be irradiating parts of Europe that are under the NATO banner, he added. So if that day ever comes, and I hope and pray it doesn't, that should be considered by NATO writ large and the U.S. as an attack by Russia on NATO itself. And so now Senator Lindsey Graham has made it clear what our approach is going to be to this. Any attack in Ukraine, even the provinces that Russia has claimed, why would they do that, of course, mm-hmm. um, would be an attack on NATO. Um, once again, they're actually throwing out the idea that, uh, you know, that Ukraine is going to be the target, mm-hmm. uh, that Russia is going to bomb its own province or something like that. No, it, like you said, if, if it's going to be an attack, there's going to be a real attack. Mm-hmm. Um, so but he,
0: he's setting the stage for an all-out war between NATO and Russia. Right. That's all they're doing at this point. They're defining, uh, here, here are our uh, trigger moments. If this happens, this is what we do. And so it's now, is if, if radiation drifts through the air... We're, we're activating Article 5 of the NATO treaty, even though Ukraine is not a member of NATO. But the air over Europe, so if that'll I, be enough to, to, to justify going to... So we'll respond with more radiation.
1: Yes. That'll,
0: that's where they're Just think forward. that through. We're going to respond with more radiation. We're going to cover the entire planet with radiation. <laughs> Doc, this is... I'm at a loss of words to describe the insanity, the madness that's taking place.
1: And today it really escalated a lot. So we had this article from uh, the Daily Mail. Of course, uh, President Putin delivered an address to the Russian uh, Duma and later on at a rally to the Russian people um, talking about this escalation of events and welcoming in those uh, Ukrainian provinces. And in those remarks, uh, he said that the U.S. created nuclear precedent by bombing Japan and vows to smash the satanic West. Now, uh, we're going to get further into this uh, later, but Mr. Putin claimed that the U.S. is to blame for the bombing of the Nord Stream Pipeline. And he also called the West satanic because of the rejection of moral norms in an attack on liberalism. Now, remember, this is the Daily Mail saying this. Unlike Russia, he claimed that the U.S. and other Western nations have turned away from traditional and religious values. At one point in the speech, he asked the assembled dignitaries if they wanted children to be offered sex change operations, a practice he implied was widespread in the West. I don't think he implied it. I think he pretty much said it. From the elementary grades, perversions are imposed on children which lead to degradation and extinction, he said to be drummed into them that there are supposedly other genders besides the woman and the man and offered to have a sex change operation this is unacceptable for us and so rick he goes right to the heart of the issue for for him and for russia doesn't he yes he does it's a it's a war of values at this point
0: how much things have changed yes. in my lifetime when, when i was a kid when i was a teenager American politicians talked about godless Russia. They called Russia godless. And America was a God-fearing nation. Right. Now, Russia says it's God-fearing. And America is godless. This has all happened in my lifetime.
1: Yes. It's,
0: it's hard to process that we're living inside a country that has rejected Jesus Christ and has embraced satanism it and I cannot cond- generation. I cannot condemn him for saying this because he's accurate yes he's accurate much of the american leadership is satanic
1: they are luciferian and our behavior as a culture is satanic for sure i mean he, you know, He's saying he accused the West of mutilating children for basic sexual pleasure. Mm-hmm. That, that's what he yes. accused them of. And right. he's absolutely right. That's exactly why we do so. it. I mean, the only thing we're
0: missing in this country right now is a big old Moloch statue. Well, if they, they rolled one out, it wouldn't be shocking, would no, it? No, no. And, and if they were throwing live children
1: in the fire, it'd be on prime time on yes. all the networks.
0: We're not that far away from it. Honestly, Doc, if, if God doesn't stop America from our madness, that's, that's probably what's coming within the decade. If there's no arresting of this madness in the country, we're headed towards total debauchery as a country. And Putin sees it. He called us out. Uh, he, he also denounced uh, America's embrace of homosexuality. Mm-hmm. And said that, uh, according to what you saw, was that he said uh, uh, the homosexuals can leave Russia. They can go somewhere else. Right. Now, interestingly, I I went to the Kremlin website. And I got the English translation. They had an English translation of his speech. Mm -hmm. None of these things were in his speech. Now, there's one of two things. Either the Kremlin took it out... And they didn't put it in the translation. Right. Or he didn't say it,
1: and the U.S. media inserted it. Or he was speaking from the hip. He could have been doing that. He spoke for, once he got going, nearly an hour when when it was all said and done. So it's
0: possible that the Kremlin published the actual written transcript... And then there were remarks that he
1: made as he went yes. along. So that's, another, that's a, so. another possibility. Well, the Washington Post, uh, we have this article here that listed the, some of the key points. Now, remember, this is whitewashed through the Washington Post, but, uh, I'll give you what the basic outline of the speech today. First, that, that Russia will never give up the annexed regions. So they are part of Russia. As far as Vladimir Putin and Russia is concerned, the annexed regions of eastern Ukraine are part of Russia. The other point is Ukraine must give in. Now, the way that Mr. Putin put it is that he was ready to speak to Ukraine on let's end the conflict. Let's end it now. What we, we, we accomplish what we want to accomplish at this point. Let's call it done. Number three, the West is trying to destroy Russia. He made that very clear throughout the speech. He said the United States, not Russia, is the real nuclear threat in the world. Number five, he used the term Anglo-Saxons sabotage the Nord Stream pipelines. Um, number six, Russia will never recognize LGBT rights. Uh, this is, uh, you know, makes that very clear in the speech as well. And interesting, he closed with uh, a, a quote from a writer, Ivan Ilyan, uh, saying, uh, Russia's destiny is my destiny. In other words, I'm tied, I'm committed to this. Uh, Uh, this whole idea here of where Mm -hmm. we're going now this quote I'll read it to you and this is what he said at the end of his speech he said and if I consider my homeland to be Russia it means that in the Russian way I love contemplate and think in the Russian way I sing and speak that I believe in the spiritual forces of the Russian people and accept its historical destiny with my instincts and my will its spirit is my spirit, its destiny is my destiny, its suffering is my grief, and its flourishing is my joy. The way I understand that uh, reference, Rick, is that Mr. Putin is committed to this all the way. He's committed to the survival of Russia at all costs. At all costs to defend Russia. Doc, um, Putin
0: is to Russia what Trump is to America. Yes. It's Russia first. He's the he's the Russian MAGA president, all right. Except it's make Russia great again. All right? He's all Russia. He's a, he's a Russian patriot. He's defending his country. He says, "I love my country. I'm going to fight for our country. We're not going to submit. We're not going to surrender. We don't want war, but we're not afraid of war." That's what he's saying. And he's preparing the russian people for the third world war that's what he's doing he's he's getting the russian people ready to fight the third world war and he knows it's he knows it's already started you know it's, it's not that it's coming he knows they're already in the war um, but none of us know how bad the casualties are in ukraine you know that none of the numbers that we're getting are accurate right But I have a feeling the carnage is pretty bad on both sides. I think it's a meat grinder. I think I think the blood and guts is beyond anything that we have. Any um, idea is taking place since February and uh, both sides are hurting. And he he wants to bring this thing to an end. made the reference again today we're ready to talk we're ready to settle we're ready to have peace immediately Zelensky said we will
1: never talk to Russia right in fact doubled down by uh, applying for accelerated membership to NATO we'll talk about that later let's go ahead Um, but uh, Vladimir Putin today one of the big remarks uh, uh, that he really pressed on was about the moral values that he saw being imposed on nations and trying to be imposed on Russia by the West. And Vladimir Putin basically accused the West, the entire West, including the United States, of practicing Satanism. And uh, he ties in the sexual perversion of children, uh, you know, and the molestation of children uh, to that uh, Satanic practice. And so uh, we have this clip from his speech with um, uh, some translation go along with it.
2: I've not seen this. And today they are moving to radical, um, radical um, attack on uh, basic values of family and uh, uh, and so on. I would like to address all citizens of the country, not not just those who are in this uh, audience. I'd like to address everyone in Russia. Do we want here in Russia, in this country, do we want uh, father and mother to be replaced by parent number one, parent number two? Are they crazy? Do we want in our schools, right from the early age, so the children are uh, uh, being uh, uh, ad- advertised all these uh, uh, sexual um, deviations and so on? and where they are offered to change their gender and and so on do we want any of that for our country? none of that is acceptable to us we have our own future the dictature of western elites is aimed at uh, subjugation of of, uh, people of their own countries too everyone complete um, denial of uh, uh, of uh, people's uh, rights and they are moving towards towards the open satanism Jesus said that uh, you will see uh, uh, people uh, you, you will know, see the, the people by their actions
1: wow yes wow and actually in that translation they missed a couple of places Uh the part where it said, you know, parent number one, parent number two. He also said parent number three. You know, so he was saying the ridiculousness of uh, some of that that was going on. So he the translator missed also said some the, of the that. dictators, dictators
0: or dictatorship of the West. Yes. Also is subjugating their own people. Yes. All right, meaning he is observing how the, the ruling elite of the United States is attacking Half of the American people calling them racists, white nationalists, bigots, MAGA, uh, you know, uh, radicals, whatever name that they put on, deplatforming people, marginalizing them, stigmatizing them. And he's saying they're doing it to their own people. This is what we said the other day, the same tactics that they're using against Russia is the tactics they're using against half of the American people. And he's seeing it, too. he's watching true news I don't know which one's going on but the the American people who are we would say the conservatives the patriots the Christians you need to recognize that the the people who are trying to crush Russia are the same people who are trying to crush us inside this
1: country yes Because we hold those values. It's
0: the values, the values of Jesus Christ and the Christian church. That's
1: the enemy to these people. They're Satanists. Yeah, only Satanists would take a child and and mutilate them and and change them into something else. Only a, 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 a Satanist would try to confuse a child. Are you a boy or a girl? You know if you're a boy or a girl, you know it. There's no question but a about it. The child
0: has no way of defending himself or herself. But he it's can not. be
1: programmed, can yes. he? Yes. And that's that's pure Satanism right in there. Is that's the programming part of it?
0: So Doc, they're doing sex changes at
1: the infant level.
0: I mean, the poor child is
1: an infant. It Has, of course, no choice, no say in the matter. It's mutilated. How long? Will a righteous God allow a
0: society to exist that does such things? And this is this is where we're at, and we have to we have to be dealing with this. The church, the church of God, the true church, because there's an apostate church in America, and it's just not the the apostate church is not just those that are embracing same-sex marriage and abortion. The apostate church also includes the evangelicals who have been Judaized. Yes. It it includes all of them who have given up on preaching the glorious name of Jesus Christ as the only way to have salvation. If they've given up on the name of Jesus and they've added something else to the gospel, they're apostate. And so, that sector that calls itself the church is is really um, it's salt that's lost its savor it's, it's good for nothing Right. to be cast out in the street and to be trod upon but there is a true church and it, it may be small but there's a true church a remnant church and we still have access to the throne of God we need to be crying out to God spare us save us help us And, Doc, we have to be prepared that the help that comes is, um, I, I don't even want to say it. We have to be prepared that, that the help God sends from heaven is is catastrophic judgment on the Satan in control of this country.
1: That's difficult. That's a, a tough one, Rick. It's tough. What do you do when you live in an evil land? Yeah. There were godly
0: Christians inside Nazi Germany.
1: Some of them died
0: for their faith, too. Yes, Dietrich Bonhoeffer. There were many Bonhoeffers. We just don't know their names. Right. God's always had a remnant church in every place. But they didn't keep war and judgment away from them so we have to be careful that we we don't become we don't deceive ourselves into thinking just because our personal lives are right with God that we won't be part of judgment rain falls on the just
1: and the unjust another reaction I see from a lot of people Rick especially on the right here in the US is that they want to see some judgment They, it, you know no, you really don't want oh. to see it. I'm telling you now, you don't want to see the real judgment of God. But there are some people that say, man, I wish they would nuke Washington. We'd solve all of our problems. No, you, I mean, you also
0: it. have people in the right to saying, "I wish we'd uh, nuke Russia and 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 get rid of them." I mean, the Christians I think like that. Right. They would like this. They would, they would say, "This is a hey, this is a we're, we're, this is fulfillment of, of Bible, Bible prophecy."
1: prophecy yes. Ezekiel 38, 39, I can already hear it now. And so, But, um, uh, you know, we're on that path right now. So we're going through this era of destruction here. That We had the pipeline attack the other day. President Putin uh, addressed that. It's interesting the phrase that he used, though, uh, Rick, in accusing those who attacked the pipeline. And he called, he, he could have said NATO, he could have said the U.S., but instead he used the term Anglo-Saxons. So, so uh, let's watch this.
2: American elites, in essence, are using the tragedy of these people in order to weaken their competitors in order to to, to conquer the national states and This goes for other countries uh, France, Spain, Italy, and so on and Washington is asking for more and more sanctions and majority of European leaders simply agree to this they understand that America is pushing for complete cut off of uh, Russian energy to EU in order to capture the European market themselves the European elites understand all of that themselves but they prefer to just submit to these uh, demands and this is just a betrayal of their people, of their own people but anglo-saxons are not happy with the sanctions, they moved to to terrorist attacks having arranged the explosions on the pipelines, gas pipelines in, in the sea and they are destroying the European infrastructure, it's all clear who benefits from this
1: so Rick uh we've talked about the pipeline issue over the past several mm-hmm. days, and we've you know we said, why would you blow up your own pipeline and everything? It's obvious who did it? It just we can't put our finger on he said arranged for it, yes, so as though they contracted right I'm glad you caught that, and also it was interesting that he uh distinguished between the European elites and the anglo saxons okay and so um so who are the Anglo-Saxons? Well, that's what I wanted to ask you about. Who do you think he meant? Do you think he meant the uh, uh, U.S. and U.K. in that statement, uh, making them directly responsible for the destruction of the pipeline, whether they put their fingerprints on it or not, or had a, someone else from outside, an outside nation, a non-NATO nation do it? Um, I just thought it was interesting that uh, this was the first time I've heard him distinguish between the anglo uh people, mm-hmm. and the Russian people. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost, you know, really this attack on Russia uh, by NATO and the West is really a racist war because it seeks to eradicate the Russian people. Mm-hmm. They won't say that. They won't admit to it, but at the heart of it, they have to eliminate the Russian people by eliminating Russia. That's the cost of subjugating Russia. You have to destroy the Russian people. And so this is a a racial war in some aspects, too. We could be watching the
0: revival of the uh, Khazarian Empire. Right. Which uh, the Khazarian Empire included Crimea and Ukraine. Yes. It's possible that, that it's being resurrected. And that's why Zelensky said earlier this year that Ukraine will become bigger Israel.
1: I think that, I think that plan is still in place.
0: And that plan may be that Khazaria controls Ukraine, I mean controls Russia.
1: Yeah, at least in their minds. It, it That's would. what I mean. So.
0: So. Now, whatever's going on, Doc, Putin knows there's a much bigger plan. Much bigger. He knows that there's a much bigger operation underway that seeks to subjugate the whole world. And he knows that Russia has to fall for that plan to succeed.
1: Right. Russia stands in the way of that plan for their version of the world order. So
0: do you know how many conservatives in America think that it's America that stands in the way of the New World Order? No. <laughs> it's the other way around.
1: We are the yeah, New all... World Order. We are it. <laughs> We are the new world order and have been for a number of years. And so um, we may we probably can skip the next one, Rick, if you want to. Uh, We've kind of touched on this. Uh, President Putin in his speech did talk about accusing the United States, really not Russia of of nuclear war, but the United States referring to World War Two. Yes, because we didn't hesitate to drop nuclear bombs on Nagasaki and Hiroshima. Um, we had several quotes uh, well, we want to share with you here to kind of give you uh, some more information about the speech. This is uh, President Putin. The West is ready to cross every line to preserve the neo-colonial system, which allows it to live off the world, to plunder it thanks to the domination of the dollar and technology, to collect an actual tribute from humanity, to extract its primary source of unearned prosperity, the rent paid to the hegemon. The preservation of this uh, annuity is their main, real, and absolutely self-serving motivation. This is what, yeah, he's saying, I mean. He's saying that the New World Order boys are taxing the world. The world. And he's right. They are. Uh, this is why total desovereignization is in their interest. In other words, they need to eliminate sovereign nations. This explains why their aggression towards independent states, traditional values, and authentic cultures, and their attempts to undermine international integration processes, new global currencies, and technological development centers they cannot control. It is critically important for them to force all countries to surrender their sovereignty to the United States. Now, he said, in certain countries, the ruling elite voluntarily agree to do this, voluntarily agree to become vassals. He's speaking about Europe in particular here. Others are bribed or intimidated. And if this doesn't work, they destroy entire states, leaving behind humanitarian disasters, devastation, ruins, millions of wrecked and mangled human lives, terrorist enclaves, social disaster zones, protectorates, colonies, and semi-colonies. They don't care. All they care about is their own benefit. Okay, So this, this gives them Iraq Syria,
0: Libya, Afghanistan, those are examples of what he just described. Right. The trail of destruction that America's ruling elite have left behind. Everywhere that they go, there's death and destruction. And, Doc, the world is coming to a place where it's saying we've had enough of it. We don't want any more of it, and we're prepared to die to stop it Putin is saying we're ready to put everything on the line because we know if we don't stop it we will become slaves he knows it Um, you know we used to say here in America better, better dead than red they're now saying it right
1: better dead than red, white, and blue that's what they're saying yeah but how can you argue with them when, they, when you see the path of destruction that the US and the West and you know, their allies in the West leave behind everywhere they go it's death it. and destruction just look inside the US look what
0: the FBI has become it's, it's, the, it's the old German Gestapo it's the old Russian Soviet KGB that's, the, that's our FBI today
1: Rick, one of the terms you hear tossed about, especially by Western diplomats, is we want to have a rules-based order. Rules-based order. You hear that term Mm -hmm. a lot. Well, Vladimir Putin spoke to that today. And he said, all all we hear is the West is insisting on a rules-based order. Where did that come from anyway? Who has ever seen these rules? Who agreed or approved them? Listen, this is just a lot of nonsense, utter deceit, double standards, and even triple standards. They must think we're stupid. Russia is a great thousand-year-old power, a whole civilization, and it is not going to live by such makeshift false rules. Western elites not only deny national sovereignty and international law, the hegemony has pronounced features of totalitarianism, despotism, and apartheid. Now listen to this, they brazenly divide the world into their vassals, the so-called civilized countries, and all the rest, who according to the designs of today's western races, should be added to the list of barbarians and savages. False labels like rogue country or authoritarian regime are already available, and are used to stigmatize entire nations and states, which is nothing new. There is nothing new in this, deep down the western elites have remained the same colonizers. They discriminate and divide peoples into the top tier and the rest. I mean, he's really scorching a lot of people here, Rick. Well, this this last quote is even a little bit hotter. They call the orders and threats they make to their vassals Euro-Atlantic solidarity and the creation of biological weapons and the use of human test subjects, including in Ukraine, noble medical research. It is their destructive policies, wars and plunder, that have unleashed today's massive wave of migrants. Millions of people endure hardships and humiliation or die by the thousands trying to reach Europe. And so in his speech, and remember this is a speech celebrating the annexation of these provinces in eastern Ukraine. He went into full scorched earth policy against the U.S. and NATO and the West. Saying this is what you guys do. You're 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 just mo- uh, colonizers in a, a modern mm-hmm. uniform is all. Mm-hmm. You still treat people like slaves. Yes. You you still do.
0: Nothing's changed. He even brought up the destruction of the American Native Indian population. He mentioned the, he mentioned that he's
1: done that before. Yes, he. He brought it up today. He also brought up the opium trade. Oh, by the by, the British. Yes. So. And the modern opium trade going on by the U.S. and CIA today. Mm-hmm. So, wow.
0: Hey, let's jump down to uh, number 27. So uh, Ukraine applied for an expedited membership in NATO today. Now, I will say that the, the responses from NATO officials and from the Biden administration was not positive. They just said uh, it's not going to happen. Uh NATO does not want Ukraine
1: as a number. They, they didn't want them in there before. They don't want them. They're using them. They don't want them. They're using them. Because if NATO, uh, if Ukraine was in NATO, we'd be in a full-fledged war yes. right now.
0: They're going to give Ukraine to Poland. <laughs> when it's all said and done. Yes. Part of it, part of it's going to go to Poland. And part of it probably will go, go to the new Khazaria. All right. Uh, and, and and Zelensky will probably get a billion dollars payoff, and he'll retire, and he'll be the the most uh, highly compensated uh, retired comic in the world. Right. And he'll have books written about him, and movies, and he'll be famous for the rest of his life, and he'll live off of. I mean, they give him a billion dollars. They're spending one and a half billion dollars a month
1: now. Right. They, they, just author, they just authorized twelve billion this
0: week. Right. What's a billion dollars to Zelensky for him to resign and go away?
1: He just read his lines like, yes. like a like a performer. He is a performer. Except sometimes I think he goes off script, and I think he went off script with this accelerated NATO. Because mm-hmm. uh, yeah, they don't want him. They want because
0: Zelensky wants the nuclear war. Right. He wants NATO. He wants to be in NATO, and he wants NATO in Ukraine, and he wants that war. Right. And um, they're saying, not so fast, buddy.
1: Yes. We'll tell you when we're going to do the war. So You're not going to tell us. Some rumors are saying that the White House was caught completely off guard by this. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then uh, Ian Stoltenberg today had an emergency press conference Mm -hmm. to respond to this application by... Uh, ...by Zelensky in Ukraine. We have a soundbite from uh, Zin Stoltenberg of uh, NATO.
3: ...imposed on Ukraine in total violation of international law. This land grab is illegal and illegitimate. NATO allies do not and will not recognize any of this territory as part of Russia... We call on all states to reject Russia's blatant attempts at territorial conquest. These lands are Ukraine. Donetsk is Ukraine. Luhansk is Ukraine. Kherson is Ukraine. Zaporizhzhia is Ukraine, just like Crimea is Ukraine. This is the second time Russia has taken Ukrainian territory by force, but it does not change the nature of the conflict. This remains Russia's brutal war of aggression against Ukraine, and it does not change our commitment to support Ukraine. NATO is not party to the conflict. But we provide support to Ukraine so it can uphold its right for self-defense, enshrined in the UN Charter. Every democracy in Europe has the right to apply for NATO membership, and NATO allies respect that uh, right. And we have stated again and again that NATO's door remains uh, open, and we have demonstrated that over uh, the uh, last uh, years. Um, NATO allies, when they met at the NATO summit uh, in uh, Madrid, uh, stated also very clearly uh, that uh, we uh, support Ukraine's right uh, to choose its own, its own path, uh, to decide uh, what kind of uh, security arrangements it wants to be uh, part of. Uh, then uh, a decisional membership uh, of course has to be taken by uh, all 30 Allies, and we take these decisions by uh, consensus. Uh, our focus now uh, is on providing uh, uh, immediate uh, support to Ukraine, uh, to help Ukraine defend itself against uh, the Russian brutal invasion, uh, and then uh, 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 that's the main focus and the main um, effort of uh, NATO Allies uh, as we uh, speak.
1: So this press conference today was uh, not announced. It was uh, not on any schedule or anything. They announced about 30 minutes before uh, he gave it. It wasn't uh, too long uh, following uh, Mr. Zelensky's proposal for accelerated membership. Basically, what I heard in all that, Rick, was that NATO's not joining you. I mean, Ukraine's not joining NATO because you're not going to get all 30 nations in uh, Mm -hmm. NATO to agree to let them in. One country for sure is not going to let them in. That's Turkey. Turkey's not going to let them in. Mm -hmm. Um, and so and there are several other nations I've already said, you know, well yeah. we're we're gonna hold back on uh Ukraine leadership. Why? Because it's corrupt. <laughs> you know, and they'd have to defend a corrupt nation mm-hmm. at that point. They'd have to Article five a uh, corrupt nation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Another reason is uh Ukraine
0: is too eager for the war. Yes. And uh, NATO wants to have a war with Russia on its schedule. Not Ukraine's schedule. They know if they put Ukraine in NATO, Ukraine is going to provoke Russia. And that means an attack on Ukraine. And that means Article 5. And and all of NATO now has to fight Russia. They're fighting, even though he said NATO's not
1: a party to this war. He actually said that three times in Mm -hmm. his speech today. Three times. NATO is not a party to this conflict. NATO is not a party to this conflict. Mm-hmm. said it three times. now, yeah, right. Making it very clear. You know, we're, we're not fighting this war. Yeah, but you're pipelining every weapon you can get into Ukraine. Hey, Doug, um, I saw a story that
0: emergency uh, first responders in hazmat suits were sent to the
1: EU headquarters. Yes. And uh, suspicious white powder was found near President Ursula von der Leyen's office. And so uh, they had to close down... Uh, The uh, EU headquarters in Brussels for uh, most of the day, Uh, uh, you know, later on in the day, they had not given any determination as to what the suspicious white powder was. But what I think you see from all this, Rick, is now you're going to see maybe here in the near future, you're going to see a legitimate biological attack on some place. You know, I remember back, you know, back in the early 2000s, you know, the anthrax threats and mm-hmm. everything else that were going, going on here in the United States. You basically shut down everything in some places yes. uh, when there was a threat of something like that going on. But That's first, just the threat of it. Of course, they're going to say Putin did it. Sure.
0: And there will be one more accusation and one more justification for a full NATO attack on Russia. Yes. Uh, the next ones. I'm just going to go through the headlines only. Um, number 30... Uh, Poland preps anti-radiation tablets over nuclear threats. So the country, uh, country of Poland is handing out uh, uh, potassium iodide uh, tablets to its
1: citizens in preparation for a radiation cloud. And I thought it interesting in this article, Rick, it's, it was telling people don't panic over this. <laughs> so if someone comes to your door, Rick, and they says. They say to you, hey, uh, Rick, here's some anti-radiation tablets. Now, don't be worried. All right. You're probably it's, not going to need them. But just but keep, just them, in in keep, keep them, them in your you, pocket. Them keep them in your pocket. Keep them handy. Uh,
0: times of Israel. Israel rejects annexation as U.S. sanctions Russia. Um, so it, This is ironic. Uh, Israel is saying Russia uh, cannot annex uh, eastern Ukraine, but uh, the Israel... Uh, the Israeli government, which is really the European Ashkenazim, uh, annexed Palestine. Right. Uh, They took the West Bank. They took East Jerusalem. They took Gaza. They took uh, the Golan Heights. And uh, here they are saying Russia can't do it. Well, then, if you believe that, Israel, get out
1: of the West Bank and Gaza. Yeah, because that'd be the same justification there. Now, Rick, interesting on this picture here. You, you see the picture here on this mm-hmm. Times of Israel article? Mm-hmm. Uh, that building there is the Russian embassy in New York. The consulate, rather. Oh, really? And it was attacked overnight last night, spray-painted uh, all over the, the awning and everything. This is the Russian consulate in New How York.
0: How do you get up to a building like that, a building that important? How do
1: you get up there like that and spray that much red paint? Uh, and it's all over. It's on the sidewalk. It's It's everywhere. Um, and it happened overnight last night. So you're, now you're starting to see that. All right, let's hate Russia some more here. Mm-hmm. We're, we're going to vandalize the consulate now mm-hmm. because why? We hate Russia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you're going to see that. I think it's interesting that Times of Israel used that picture with this story. Uh, I just thought it was strange that they associated that picture mm-hmm. with this particular story in order so, to. So if I, um, the ruling class
0: of America are russia phobic yes the russia phobes right yes the russia phobes i mean they they accuse people here being homophobes and all kinds of phobes they're russia phobes that's right they are they're bigots they hate the russian people for what reason they're russian yes so they're russia phobes and they're going to take us to war over their hatred and here we are listening to their hate speech. Yes. Isn't this what we're talking about?: You're Right. So um, This story from Bloomberg: "China to allow a lot more fuel exports, impossible boost to oil." Um, the, the article is saying that uh, China is going to be uh, acquiring a lot of oil in the coming year. Now I want to see you where this is uh, going. Uh, Oil price, uh, China's largest fuel export quota of 2022, could spark oil demand growth. So we're going to see increased global demand for oil. Now, let's look at number 38, also from oilprice.com. OPEC Plus cut in production looks increasingly likely. As producers narrow down options, there's an OPEC meeting coming up uh, October 5th. That's next Wednesday. And oil industry experts believe that OPEC is going to vote to reduce the amount of oil being produced right. in the world. Which is going to cause oil prices to go up. And demand is going up. Right. So the price is going to go up. Now, who's one of the biggest
1: Sellers of oil is Russia. Yes. How does this hurt Russia? It doesn't. It puts money in their pockets. I, I tell it's, you, this is we're getting ready to see the world radically change here over the next six to 12 months. and so. Financial times, Eurozone inflation hits
0: record 10% as energy prices continue to soar. So Europe is also experiencing Bidenomics. As the American people are suffering with Bidenomics. It's hit Europe. Right. It
1: is Bidenomics. That's what we have. Right. Um, um, I find an interesting article here today, yeah, Rick, that yes. uh, it's from the Bundesangenter. Oh, is I don't know if good. I got it right or not. They've got a little problem going on in Germany, Rick. Uh, gas consumption of households is increasing too much at the moment. Okay? Uh, so what's, what's basically going on is up until... This past week, uh, they have been pretty much on track on keeping usage and everything down below averages. But over the past week, week and a half, gas consumption across Europe has gone up. Uh, Households and businesses. People rebelling? Up up above the averages
0: of the past four or five years. Are people psychologically rebelling against the
1: restrictions? I, I don't know. Or there's another factor at play, and it's the weather. It got cold this past week and a half in Germany, and Poland. They, they got snow on the ground in Poland. Gas consumption is up. When people start feeling cold and they start seeing snow on the ground, they're going to turn the gas on. Mm-hmm. They don't care what the government says to them. They're not going to say, well, I'm patriotic, you know, and I'm cold. They're going to say I'm I'm warm. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're going to make that choice. Sure. And so I think that's what's happening. And they're going to be faced with uh, you know, all these governments are going to be faced with a real problem. People are going to choose warmth over their patriotism. And uh, I had a, uh, another article here. This one, Here uh, comes the thermometer police. Right. So uh, where they're going to come in, they're going to regulate what you can and can't use. And all these countries in Europe are going to have a problem because it's going to be a cold winter. Uh, I had this article from Electroverse. Prepare, Rick, for the Icelandic blast. Uh, to grip Europe. It's staring down Europe in a cold, dark winter. And uh, an Icelandic blast is buffeting Western and Central Europe this week. It has been for the past week and a half, bringing exceptionally frigid wind, snow, and frost, and threatening even colder conditions over the weekend and into next week. UK meteorologists say winter is set to hit earlier than usual this year, Rick, thanks to a deep, low-pressure system spiraling towards Western Europe from Iceland and ex-hurricane Fiona, bolstering an anomalous high pressure in the Atlantic. Uh, the cold weather will set in at the end of the weekend and looks like it isn't going anywhere quickly, said Jim Dale, meteorologist for British Weather Service, who also predicts settling now for Scotland and frost, most everywhere else. It's fair to say the seasons are about to make a dramatic transition to something much colder, said Dale. That's not uh, Speculating—that's the British Weather Service. These are the guys that calculated what day they would land, uh, you know, in Normandy. Now, the British Weather Service. Okay. The
0: Almighty God is, is, uh, stepping into this situation. Yes. And he's he's having his say, and he's going to disrupt their war plans. And he's he's going to make it cold, he's going to make it very cold. I really believe this is going to be a very cold winter. In the northern hemisphere, cold, dark winter. A cold, dark winter. The lights winter. won't be on either. Hey, uh, as we as we close, um, um, first of all, uh, one day last week we had a visitor here at the church. who was a local resident, and he had to come by. Uh, so, you know, a service contractor for a, a company. And after he got here, Doc. Uh, and I think you're the man that let him in, <clears throat> he realized this was true news. Right. And he was surprised because he didn't know true news was in Vero Beach. He's a resident of Vero Beach. He didn't know true news was in Vero Beach. Well, that's because he he listens to true news. He doesn't watch. Because See, right now, on the screen, on the video screen, there's our address and our phone number. Right. Our phone number, 800-576-2116. And the mailing address, P.O. Box 690069, Vero Beach, Florida, 32969. I give that out maybe once a month. Because I'm not thinking about the financial support. Folks, if you watch me long enough, you know I probably give that address out once a month. And then they accuse you of doing it too much. Yes. <laughs> but what that what that gentleman reminded me was, is that there are tens of thousands of people who listen to True News and they don't watch. Right. And they have no idea where we're located because we never tell anybody. We don't tell anybody our mailing address. And if you don't know our mailing address, you can't get a donation to us. Right. And so it, it, it just it hit me the other day. We don't tell our audience anything. So, folks, if, if you wonder how True News is supported, we are 100% supported by love offerings from the people who watch or listen to True News. That's it. George Soros never sends a check. I never get a check from a foundation. Nothing. Nothing from Vladimir Putin. Either. Nothing. Putin doesn't send any money. Nobody. It's people like you. And so I would encourage you uh, to support us, um, especially these last, uh, last months of 2022. Uh, we've been very faithful uh, throughout this year. We have stayed on track. We've been right on course telling you what's happening. And uh, there's nobody else here in the USA that's reporting these things. There's nobody. It's just... It's like World War III is not a topic anybody wants to talk about. I know some people probably think, why is Rick and Doc always talking about Putin and Russia and nukes? Well, it's because we're going to have a world war. That's why. I don't know what else to talk about. I don't want to talk about the Republican Party and the Democratic Party and the midterm election. I don't care. Yeah, I don't want a nuclear war. Yeah. That's I where I'm at on. I don't care about the election right now. I care about whether we survive to the winter. That's what's on my mind. I'm just encouraging you to do your part to help subsidize True News. So the address, right there on the screen, Post Office Box 690069 Vero Beach, Florida 32969 Fastest, easiest way to donate is online at truenews.com T-R-U-N-E-W-S truenews.com and if you want to f- make a phone call any time of the day, it's 800 576 2116. One last word I want to share. Um, today was emotionally, spiritually difficult for me. I uh, just, as I looked at the Russian news, translated it into English, meditated on the gravity of the situation. Um, it was a pretty heavy day. So, you know, we're dealing with the, the president. Russia called our country satanic, and I had to agree with it. Right. <laughs> okay. um, everything he described, he said about us is true. And I, today was just one day that it was very, very real to me that we are headed towards a nuclear war. And uh, we have no guarantee that we're going to make it to the end of the year. Uh, So each of you, you need to come to grips with this. Now, it's possible. It is possible. And I hope this happens. It is possible that Western leaders will secretly, privately confer and say, we've pushed Putin far enough for now. Let's back off. It's possible, Doc. Is it probable? No, I don't think it's probable. It's possible. So, I'm not fatalistic in the sense that it's over, it's done, we're all going to die next week. It is possible that Western leaders will privately conclude we got to take our foot off of his neck and let him. Let him breathe a little bit or he's going to push the button. It's possible. It's also possible that Western leaders are demoniacs. And they have a blood religion, a, a religion of death. And they, they really want this war. I, look, either way, we're in trouble. We're in trouble. Our only hope is Jesus Christ. Amen. So, all I can say to you is this first of all, make sure you're saved. Okay? Make sure you're saved. If you've never repented of your sins, believed in the name of Jesus Christ, and been baptized in water, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, if you've never done that, please, please do it. We could all disappear in seconds. We're right on the edge right now. That's that's the main thing. Number two, if you are saved, um, do a heart check. Um, how's your heart right now? How's your attitudes? Anybody you need to forgive? Anything you got to take care of? Get things right with God and your fellow man. Um, Men, family relationships? Are there people that in your family you haven't talked to for a long time? Get those things taken care of. Um, tell your loved ones. Set them down and say, I'm just asking that you listen to me for just a couple minutes. You may not accept what I have to say. I'm just asking you to listen to me just for a couple minutes. And then lovingly, kindly tell them that we're on the verge of nuclear war and that we could all die and that they have to have their lives right with God. Get that off of your shoulders. Fulfill that responsibility to tell your loved ones that we're near the edge, the end, and that they must be right with God. Take this opportunity. They may believe they may not. It's not your responsibility. I know. I have seen in just recent days. I've seen God work things in my family, in my extended family. I've seen. I've seen things happen that is bringing family members back into fellowship. So let the Lord do the same thing in your family, and and then third, um, just witness witness your faith tell people don't be afraid don't be bashful, don't be intimidated tell people what's going on in the world and say where would you be if Russia attacks where would your soul be people need to hear this they need to be asked this question where would your soul be the moment a nuclear bomb explodes Because I'm telling you, when this war takes place, if it takes place, a billion people could enter eternity in seconds. That's what makes me um, grieve. Because most of them, Doc, are not ready. Most of them are not ready. They're not right with God. Hey, you know what's going on? It's this right here, folks. A final day. Uh, If you haven't read a copy... Reddit, yeah, you can go to the website and get Final Day. We're, we're living this out. It's real. This is happening. We're in the Final Day. Wars and rumors of wars. Pestilence. Plagues.
1: The headlines.
0: The headlines. Antichrist. Spirit of Antichrist is here. So... Um, this is a time to tell your friends and co workers and neighbors. Hey, do you know about the end of the world? Do you know anything about it? You know how the world ends? Just bring the subject up. Right? You might be surprised how many people want to hear talk about it now. Yes. There's an open opportunity to share your faith right now. Um, main thing, be at peace. Just be at peace. Yeah. I, uh, I can't do anything about this. All I can do is trust the Lord. That's, that's all I can do. Uh, I, I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm at a loss. I'm at a loss. I would say this. If, if you have, um, if you've ever made plans, you know, plan B, your doomsday plan. You better get that plan off the shelf and start rehearsing your steps. What would you do if something happened? What are the trigger events that would tell you to activate your plan B? What is it? What are those things that if this happens, you do this? If that happens, you do that. You might want to get that plan together. Because when these things start happening... The dominoes will fall so fast, you won't have time to come up with a plan. You better have everybody in your family on board, knowing exactly what to do, where to meet, where to go, what to bring with them. And think through every scenario. Because if it's an EMP attack, we're not going anywhere. I don't care where your hideaway is, you're not going. Because unless you got a 1948 pickup truck... With no microchips in it, you know, and you can only go as long as one tank of gas because nothing else is going to be open. Right. Okay? What are you going to do? Okay, I think this through. Because this is the kind of chaos that's going to come upon this country if, if this war comes upon us. God forbid, I hope it doesn't. But I, I'm watching this every day, and it's like this is getting worse and worse and worse by the day. We, just think about we, the United States, we blew up Russia's pipeline this week. We did it. They're going to retaliate. That's a given, Doc. They're going
1: to retaliate. It's going to be on their schedule and it's going yes. to be on their plan. It's so.
0: coming. Some big attack is coming before they all out war. Something big is going to be. Infrastructure. They're going to take down some type of infrastructure in the United States. It could be communications, it could be energy, it could be banking. They're going to take something down that's going to hurt us. We're going to feel the hurt. That's coming very, very soon. All right, I'm going home and pray for the folks in Florida and also for the people in South Carolina tonight, Hurricane. Picked up strength, went back to Category 1 and struck uh, Carolinas today. But uh, here in Florida, in Sarasota, Naples, and Tampa, is much destruction. A lot of people without homes tonight. And uh, just take a picture. Take a look at the pictures. That's what devastation looks like. Yes. Think of that nationwide. Just picture that every city at one time. That's what we're looking at. Love you very much. Go to church this week. All right. See you Monday.
1: God bless you.